and welcome to Songs for Web. The music podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for any occasion. He's probably the number one Victoria Beckham cover artist in the UK. It's George. And she will always happily cover your shift at the wine merchant. It's M. <laughs> oh my lord, today we are talking about cover versions. The cover versions so we're going to be talking about maybe not necessarily our favorite covers or anything no but the point is i think isn't it we pick well-known songs that we don't think you're going to know our covers yeah so i guess it's really time to ask more importantly what have you been binging this week okay so me and tom got a subscription to discovery plus when the olympics was on just for the olympics and i've kept it because of the amount of true crime documentaries that are on there (laughs) There are so many. I'll just fit one or finish off at the next one on. There's ones about Chris Watts. What a hideous man. There's one I watched like that was called something about the town that was cursed or something. I told you about it, didn't I? And I watched like five or six episodes of it in a row. And it's basically just this one town with this horrible stuff happens all the time. So if you love true crime documentaries, I suggest like bin off Netflix, bin off Disney Plus, and get. I you even just get the free trial. They've also got things like Ninety Day Fiance on there. They've got um, loads of like supernatural ones, like Ghost Adventures, all that sort of stuff on there. So if you're into that sort of stuff, so I've been getting into the kitchen, watching a lot of cooking shows, primarily Cooking with Paris. You can't be watching any other cooking shows, have no, you? No, it's just cooking. With just Paris. cooking with Paris. <laughs> I can't say that I've learned anything from Paris. Does she even cook well? No, the point is she's learning to cook. So each week a friend comes around. You've got Kim Kardashian, Kathy Hilton and Nikki Hilton, mum and sister, come round. Uh, Demi Lovato, they come round. Each week's a different theme. Paris has got gone online, got some recipes. It's Thanksgiving dinner. She makes a breakfast. Just loads of stuff. But because it's Paris Hilton, obviously she's just a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Paris knows more than anyone how to take the mick out of herself. Yeah, she's really good at it. No, I've been a fan of Paris my whole life. You and have, I know. She's replied to me once on social media, and oh. no, it wasn't good. Why? I was drunk. What did you say? Oh my god, don't! It's so embarrassing. Well, everyone can go and find it. So she made a post, and it was something political. And I commented and said, "Oh, like she cares? She voted for Trump." <laughs> you were so, you insulted her, basically. Been the Hiltons and the Trumps, two quite wealthy families in America. So I think historically they have been family friends. So what did she say? Replied and said, actually, I didn't vote. (laughs) (laughs) What's worse? Yeah, I think she's come off worse here, actually. (laughs) So as you know by now, each week we pick a playlist theme. We take five songs each that we think suit that playlist theme perfectly. And then we come together and share our thoughts and have a camp all time. Yeah. And this week is Songs for When the cover is better than the original. Or something along those lines. I usually think of the titles a lot later, but it's about covers, isn't it? Like, what is covers you didn't know were covers? But I wanted to ask, before we get into it, what are your favourite covers? Mine, no one's going to know mine. Say it. Spit it out. I like Jose Feliciano's version of California Dreaming more than the Mamas and Papas one. Wow. Wish you'd said that to me last season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was just, I love the Mamas and Papas one, but Jose Feliciano one's got a, bit, a little bit more to it. I was just thinking about um, covers which then went on to become the definitive version. Oh. The most famous of our generation yeah. is um, Steps' cover of Tragedy. 
is the definitive version of tragedy. Moving on. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> moving on. No. It, it is. Probably. I actually just can't bear the way the Bee Gees sing. But also, we couldn't include that because everyone everyone knows, knows it's a cover. Knows no, but cover. I think actually our generation—we're nearly thirty, so grew up in like the late nineties, early noughties. Yeah. We grew up in what I would think of as like the golden era of covers. Pop people were doing a lot of covers. People they? were covering music left, right, and centre. Steps were at the forefront of that. Covering Banana Rama, Diana Ross, Kylie Minogue. Don't you actually think that sounds that makes them look worse? Because no. they can't write their own music. They don't write their own music anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and there, but a lot of bands were doing covers of you know songs that our parents, Atomic Kitten, Tide Is High, Eternal Flame, mm-hmm. doing covers of songs that our parents grew up with. And we went on for so long thinking that they were all their songs. Yeah. You just happily live your life thinking Atomic Kitten sang Eternal Flame. Yeah, which I feel a bit ashamed about now. Do, do, do. So, my first song that we all know is Freak Like Me by the Sugar Babes. But it was actually originally by a singer called Adina Howard. It came about that Richard X, the producer, had remixed Our Friends Electric by Gary Newman and used the vocals of Adina Howard on Freak Like Me and put them together. Richard somehow could not get like the rights to use her voice on the song. Mm. So the way he had to go about it was to get get it re-recorded. Yep. Walk in Sugar Babes 2.0. Just got a new member. Oh, this is Heidi. So Siobhan's gone. Heidi's come in. Yep. And they record what I think is one of the best British girl group songs of all time. Yeah, they go Freak in the Morning, Freak in the Evening. Freak in the Evening, just like me. Love the, well, I like the Siobhan lineup, and then I love this lineup. 2.0. Mm, don't want to go anything up past that. What about About You Now? 3.0. I remember once I texted you, I was like, do you know, I think About You Now by the Sugar Babes is the best girl group song of all time. And you replied and went, that's not even the best song by the Sugar Babes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's But it's it's definitively theirs, yeah. I think. Adina's version, you cannot fault. She's really good still. Just a very different song. Yeah. You know, the lyrics are the same, but not much else is the same. I think the sugar baby, you get the three voices together. Three voices. <laughs> perfectly blended. It also just suits the time period it came out. Yeah, it really does. It's the same sort of time as Hole in the Head, wasn't it? Hole in the Head was the album after. Yeah, but, but yes. it was that lineup, wasn't it? It's 2.0. Yeah. So I have a theory about girl groups. Got just a- one multiple theories this theory <laughs> is relevant today with girl groups you've always got to have a bit of light and shade okay so when the spice girls were big we also had all saints yeah girls allowed were really big at this point yeah so we also had the sugar babes sugar babes were a bit like dirtier weren't yeah they? grittier you, they didn't do dance routines and yeah. big stadium shows they were a bit cooler sugar babes, you know harmonized and sang really yeah. beautifully had together. really different voices sort of a different look yes Very, they all look different well, yeah. as well, like, Mutcher and Keisha had been friends since they were about 14. Mm. So they knew each other really yeah. well. They all complemented something to the group. Yeah. And I think that's why, I, I agree with you, 1.0 and 2.0 are so much better than any of the yeah. other lineups because they didn't feel manufactured. Yeah. Whereas once you started losing members and just chucking whoever yeah, in... Yeah, Heidi, Heidi did fit in really she well. She did really fit yeah, in really well. Yeah, she lasted with the other two girls for a 
2.0 were the longest version of the sugar base. So there's no disrespect to Adina Howard version of Freak Like Me, but when you grew up on Sugar Base yeah. Freak Like Me, it's just ingrained, I yeah. think, in Agreed. in your soul. And it was my gateway to the sugar. I know now they did an album before. There is a really good song from that album. Train come back. Overload. Yeah, yeah Overload. Overload so was their good. most famous song yeah. with 1.0. But they I think 1.0 can't be faulted vocally. That's why I'm okay. so happy that they are back together. We love Sugar Babes. I again. think Sugar Babes are my first, my favourite British girl group. Really? That's a bold statement. Yeah, but I'm not like you, George. No. <laughs> 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 I, um, no, I totally agree with you. They are one, they're in my top five. Freaking love Definitely. Them. They've got so many great hits. Yeah. And they are actually, I think, underappreciated. But I'm going to ask before we wrap up on Freak Like Me, original cover. Cover. Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes here too. That is one nil to um, covers. Cover. Covers are winning. Covers versus original. And maybe it's because we grew up on it. I think it probably is, the, it is more than nostalgia, but also, well done Gary Newman for adding. Yeah. Because he's adding something to this song. It adds something that I think, some <laughs> ugh, magic that was maybe missing from. Yeah. And it's the grit. They're different the genres. The they are very different have. genres. Yeah, they are, yeah. Right, so my first song is Too Close by Blue, which is a cover of Too Close by Next. There was a YouTube video mm. of this guy in America and he was going, why the fuck you lying? And I was like, how does he know blue? So I Googled it and I was like, oh, discover. Yeah, of an American three-piece. Like an R&B group, right? Yeah. yeah. And it starts with, I'll put it in, but it starts with. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. So sometimes when you listen to Too Close by Blue, it's quite funky. You, if you don't listen closely, you don't realise how inappropriate the lyrics are. Yes. Whereas with the original version, they threw in right away that it was going to be inappropriate. It was about erections. <laughs> it is, I guess one version was being erections. played. One version was being played at Year Six discos. Yeah. One version was not. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can tell which one. <laughs> We've talked about the Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes are one of my favourite girl groups. Blue were definitively my favourite boy band. I know they were. I loved Blue what? so much. I used to listen to them all the time. And this is my favourite Blue song. It says your favourite Blue song? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think vocally, boy band-wise, they can't be matched. Their voices are really lovely. They And also, their voices are so distinctive from each other. I saw Blue on, so do you remember the big reunion on ITV? It was like all, it was like Bewitched, Atomic Kitten, Five, all yeah. those bands together. Each band did about three or four songs each. Mm. So I just got to see every band do their hits with no filler, all killer, no filler. Whereas you saw them on a tour for a new album. God, I did. Anthony Costa threw up off stage. <laughs> 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 he did, he did. He was looking really not very well, not really joining in. And he walked off stage, came back, and told the entire audience he just thrown up. 
So what, I mean, I can say live, I think they sounded good, but I was at like a bit of like a Hums Night Out kind of concert. Were they, you know, in a smaller venue, were they good? Vocally? Mm, definitely. Lee Ryan has a really good voice. Oh my lord, he can, like, he can sing. Yeah, like, proper power behind it. Yeah. Like, the, I think Simon Webb has a good voice as well, but in a different way. I've seen Simon Webb and Duncan James in musicals. Yeah. Do you think there's enough love for Blue that, like Steps and S Club 7, have done big arena tours that sell out? I think they need to get back into the music first. Because they did a couple of albums, didn't they, when yeah. they got back because together? Because you know what I don't want? New blue music. I want to see them doing their old stuff. Do the hits. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Doing you. their covers. I think as a boy band, Blue were quite soulful and different in what they did. They weren't so generic. Yes. In some of the music that they made. And it wasn't boring like Westlife no. or Boyzone. And I think that they could adapt the music that they make to still fit today's market. Yeah. Know, but still keep being Blue. They need to work with some like contemporary producers. Yeah. And then they can do tours where they do three or four old songs new songs for it right love it have a good time I love it i, I think really radio 2 because radio 2 really get behind bands that come back i think radio 2 would really get behind a blue comeback uh steve Wright, please could you get in touch with you <laughs> <laughs> just fucking do it if joe o'meara can have a solo career again oh fuck that what's their cons- album called relentless <laughs> Relentless <laughs> 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 with an acoustic cover of Don't Stop Moving. Yeah, if there was one song that didn't need an acoustic cover, it was Don't, Don't Stop Moving. Talking about blue, yeah, are we going cover or original, babe? Cover my favorite blue song. I'm gonna go cover because I don't really know the original. Yeah, oh, I just love blue. Yeah, we grew up on it, didn't they we? It sounded so good on it. They're, I think their voices are best. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so my next song is Pure and Simple by Hearsay. It's the version we know and love. Keeping on that naughty pop mark. Yeah. So the original is by a girl group called Girl Thing. Hearsay relates pure and simple. They had Show Me the Way to Your Love, Everybody. They had, for about a year to two years, they had a string of hits. And they were the first, in our country at least, like reality TV show success, success weren't they? Mm. Um, and I mean, like, they're not, obviously, Hearsay are not around now, but I mean, Kim Marsh has done well. Martin Clark Martin has Clark done is extraordinarily busy. well. Um, and Noel does a lot of musical theatre. And he was in Gavin and Stacey. He was. Whatever you go, do, whatever you go, I'm going to be there. Pure and simple. <laughs> um, but what we don't know is Pure and Simple was originally an album track mm-hmm. for the girl group Girl Thing. Now, Girl Thing were a girl group from not long before here. That. But I think the story is quite sad for Girl Thing. Oh. So they were assembled by Simon Cowell around the time that the Spice Girls were starting to dwindle. Ah, uh, he saw a gap in the market. And he thought, I want a slice of that pie. So Girl Thing released a song called Last One Standing. The music video of Last One Standing had them showing up to like a stuffy adult party and dancing on the tables 
sound familiar to Wannabe? Oh, a bit, yeah. Uh, but the Problem Girl thing had, they, had not, they hadn't released a single song. For two months, they were on the cover of Smash Hits. They were appearing on CD UK. They were performing on top of the Eiffel Tower. They were doing performances all around Europe. So when the song came out, it charted at about, num- I think it was number nine. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a top Pretty ten good. hit. For your first single. Yeah. But they put a lot of money into Girl Thing and were expecting a number one song. So it's I don't know how you do that. No, I know. The song, I mean, the girl, uh, last one standing, I cannot fault for a fun girl band song. But it's no wannabe. It's no sound of the underground and it's no freak like me. Yeah, but also, girls are loud. People had been loving them and seeing them for months because they were on a talent show. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So Girl Thing had that album and then the record label quickly, well, I think they wanted to bury the project as quickly as they could after the embarrassment. Oh so these poor five girls who had been... Sh- literally shoved, literally forced into this, like rushed yeah, into this Just position. having their dreams crushed. So, so things take time. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I'm thinking. Queen like, did, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody climbed up the chart. I know we're not comparing Girl Thing to Queen, but... Yeah, but would you, like nowadays people don't come into the charts on number one unless they're a well-established artist. Everyone knows the song's coming out and they go and stream it straight away. Yeah, exactly that. So, Otherwise you climb the charts, you get momentum behind you, you, you know. You so don't a, come in at number one. A top, not, a top ten hit coming in at number nine does not mean nobody bought your song. A lot of people had to buy your song for you to go in yeah, number and it nine. seems like there was a pretty big like rush, a squeeze to get them there. They didn't give them a lot of time. No, yeah. and they needed time because their album does have some good songs on it. Case and point, pure and simple. Yeah, which was taken and made a hit by another group. So yeah. maybe if you gave Girl Thing a bit of time, so too late. Sorry. And if you listen very carefully, yeah. you can hear Girl Thing on the hearsay version in the background. It's their voice is still on it. So I actually... Fucking hell! But I prefer the production of the Girl Thing version because I think the Girl Thing version has a, has more of a key change. Yeah. has more of an oomph. Okay. has a bit of guitar in it as well, which the Hearsay version doesn't have. And pop music does not have guitars in it. I know. So um, if you're going to ask me, cover or original... I'm going to ask you, George. Cover or original? Purely based on what we've spoken about today, I'm going Girl Thing. I'm going to say original because I feel... Sorry for them. I'm going to go cover because I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it at the time and I knew it. My next song is uh, Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader, which was a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight by a band from the 70s. You said the playlist through. Shook. Did not know. Shook up. How did you discover? I I mean, I actually think I know. It's just your. It's just your time period, isn't it? Yeah, it's my time period. How did you discover this song from the seventies by a male group? By a male male dad band. Um, That's how I discovered it. It's just on. You know. So did you you know it before Top Loader? No. Because Top Loader came out like again, roughly the same time as uh, of the other songs we've been talking about today. It's just not poppy. 
They were a band, weren't they? They played instruments. Yes. You know, they were a band. And you don't often get bands like that doing covers, do you? No. Generally. And also, it was so well known, so famous, everyone loved it so much. Whereas with Atomic Kitten, for example. Yeah. My dad was very quick to tell me that's a Blondie song. That's yeah. Diana Ross. Yeah. Very quick to tell me. Yeah. No one told us that this wasn't Diana. Because I don't think the original is well known. They're not mm. like... So if you think about the other covers that were big, like we talked about Tragedy and the Bee Gees, everyone knows the Bee Gees. Yeah, well, it's from a famous movie as well, yeah. isn't it? who knows King Harvest? Mm. Who knows King Harvest? He sounds like he's going to make me worship the moon. There's probably a song about that. There's, they're one of those big bands from the 70s, you know, that's like yes. seven or eight hippies interchangeable lineup. You can tell though that this song, when you think about it, of course it's one of those 70s songs. Yeah, it's got that vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, of course it is. Um, I actually wanted to talk about another cover of this song whilst we had it. There was a recent cover. A John Lewisified cover. Yeah. I'm just going to find it. A really recent cover of it. I think the top loader one's almost a bit of a joke. Um, me and Tom use it to annoy each other. So it's funny that you say that. Um, when my husband worked at Pets at Home, mm. they would do a Friday night delivery shift, which means customers were gone, door was locked, and they would have someone's phone hooked up mm. to a big Bluetooth speaker so they could have a good time. Our friend Katie, who also worked there at the time, just kept putting Top Loader on over and over mm. and over again to the point where they ba- the manager went, we're not having the speaker next week. <laughs> so we, like, if Top won't wake up in the mornings... You put top loader on. I'll put top loader on, but I'll put it on the Google Home and put the volume up really, really loud. So, (laughs) so Tom really Tom likes the King Harvest version, but he does not like the top loader version anymore. And then as we um, overplayed, yeah, very overplayed. So as we touched on, the song was then given the John Lewis treatment last year. It wasn't actually used in a John Lewis advert, but I mean that when a fun song is slowed down and made a bit dull, (laughs) Um, it's John Lewisified. Do you remember the music video for this? No. I do. They were having a great party. In the, they were dancing in the moonlight. Of course they were, babe. I loved it. <laughs> I did really love it at the time, and I really loved it going on. But now, I'm a more mature adult person, and I'm going to go for this now. I I'm going to say that the original's better than the cover. So we're coming in at five two. Yeah. And I'm going to say, didn't know this existed. Yeah. But I'm going original as well. It's, it fits it more. Felt, it felt fresher. I think it's because we're just bored of the top loader version. Yeah. That I, didn't, so I was like, oh, this is new. This is exciting. Let's, yeah. This is something fun for me. I don't think top loader bought anything new to it, really. So why would it be better? The same. But that means we have to go for the original. Cause yeah. If it's saying broke, then it fix it. Yeah. Wish I knew it existed. So my next song is a song by Beyonce called Resentment. That was from her second album, B-Day. So I don't know if it's that well known. Um, But this song was actually originally written and recorded by one Ms. Victoria Beckham. Mickey B herself. Yes. Just a disclaimer, this song is not available on Spotify, so we are not going to be able to put the Victoria Beckham version on the playlist. Sorry. But you are going to hear it right now. Gave to me, I thought I could forgive you, and I know you'll change. As much as I won't express you, I know it ain't the same. As before, this woman came. I love. 
So it is a emotive ballad whose lyrics detail a situation where a woman feels hurt and anger that her man lied and cheated on her. Pre-apt, bearing in mind, David Beckham has had a famous extramarital affair. So the song, yeah, was written for Victoria's second album, which got shelved after the record label went bust. So she recorded it, but did not release it. No, it was never released under Victoria's name. How, well, it sort of was. After the album was shelved, they, the Beckhams had a reality TV show called The Real Beckhams, and the song was used on the soundtrack for the reality TV show. And then Beyonce. Clearly sat down one night with Jay-Z. I <laughs> was like, oh, babe, should we put on The Real Beckhams? Heard it, and she knew she had to have a bit of that action. So Beyonce then took it, she reorchestrated it a little bit. Mm and put it on her second album and there is actually a really stunning live version of this really from like an acoustic show she did what beyonce beyonce yes and then it blends into dangerously in love from her first album oh i think that would be good i yeah. think they would work well together i think dangerously love is beyonce's one of beyonce's best songs again her first album is fucking brilliant but we're not talking about that today see i'm a fan of victoria beckham as a person mm. and as a spice girl everything and i'm not going to pretend she has a better voice than beyonce like mm. i'm not an idiot i however think the song suits Victoria's voice more than Beyonce's. It's soft. It's quite soft. Yeah, the song almost lends itself to being spoken to. Yes. It's almost like a spoken word poetry, like beat poetry. With a you know a, a, a soft bit of singing. Mm. I actually think Beyonce does too much. Heard that before. Sometimes it's needed. For example, when she performs Listen or If I Were A Boy. Yeah. Or Halo. I want to hear Beyonce go if for I it. If I Were A Boy is also a cover. No. It is, yeah. Wow. Beyonce's just covering everyone. Yeah, people think she's an amazing songwriter, but she fucking covers. What do you think of this artist? Okay, so we're going to go for... Are you asking for original or cover here? Well, if you've got any opinions, yeah. I'm going to go for cover. Cover. I'm going original. I knew you'd go original, but and I that's just not, can't... I'm not... You know, I'm not completely You blind. have given some reason. You yeah. have given some reasoning. Um, my reasoning is, unless it's not such an innocent girl, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> I was really, really surprised when you told me that. When you told me about this, I think I. This is one of the ones that I knew about because you've mentioned it to me yes. before. Um, this is a piece of like gay folklore. Yeah, but I wouldn't have known about it if George hadn't told me about it. So I'm going to say it's a cover that I didn't know. Basically, it's how would you know it unless you are a huge Victoria Beckham fan or a huge <coughs> Beyonce loser. fan? Um, but. What you can't see is the death stare you're <laughs> getting right now. Um, it's actually quite a well-written song. Yeah, it is. It's a really nice, really good song. Like, it wouldn't have surprised me at all if you'd be like, Beyonce wrote that song. I'd be like, yeah, well, obviously. But she didn't. She didn't. It was actually, I do have the songwriters, and one of them may sound familiar to you. Um, a singer called Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield wrote this song? Does that mean that this is a cover of a Curtis Mayfield song? So hang on, on the Wikipedia page, it says the track used Curtis Mayfield's 1972 Think instrumental from the Superfly soundtrack. Yeah, she sampled it. Oh, okay, so he didn't he didn't sit in a studio with Victoria Beckham. No. Uh, my next one is I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. It's a cover of I Think We're Alone Now by a band called Tommy James and the Shondells. And then 
feature on the soundtrack I went to Artist Radio Tommy James and the Shondells Artist and the soundtrack this song came on it's obviously done first because it's like from the 60s yeah, it's and a it very sounds vibe, like it's from it? the 60s I was shocked one no idea who Tommy James and the Shondells are two this is literally Tiffany's only hit yeah she's she's the one hit wonder it's such a famous song everyone knows it it kind of comes from a time period though where a lot of big bands not as in orchestral bands but a lot of big singers <laughs> were taking these old songs mm. and doing covers of them because you had Soft Cell with Tainted Love yeah. Cindy Lauper with Girls Just Wanna Have so you had you know that much like the 90s where people were doing covers of well known 80s songs yeah. in the 80s pop acts were doing covers of maybe lesser known yeah and did anyone know this? Did anyone even know who Tommy and James and the Shondells were? No, but Absolutely I mean they're obviously not. enjoying their royalty checks from Tiffany. Yeah, they have to be because this is best thing they ever did. Song. So hers is completely different. It's a real case of taking it, changing the arrangement, completely making it your it's own. It's a brand new song yeah. with the same lyrics. Yeah, definitely. Because it it took me a while. It doesn't sound anything like it. No. It's only listening to the lyrics properly that you realise so Yeah, it was a and cover. some people don't pay attention to lyrics. They just yeah. have a good time. If you were going to ask me cover or original, yeah. I'm going cover. Yeah, I think even I am going cover with this one. Because the original's a bit too 60s for me. It's also, I think that sort of song being sung by a man is a little bit sinister. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Whereas Tiffany's like... It's like a happy pop song. Yeah. So I think it's a different vibe that yeah. she brings to it. What am I going to have more fun? Listening to it's definitely Tiffany. Definitely Tiffany. But what a good one for the playlist. Because this is a real shock. Yeah. 8-4 to cover. Yeah. And what were we expecting after that, really? Yeah. What a buzz. I love it. Never heard anything like that in all my life. What? Finding out that someone yeah. else... Someone else originally recorded I Think We're Alone Now by <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> but it literally becomes to the point where it's not the song's called I Not I Think We're Alone Now it's called I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany she is she probably still today performs at pride events and festivals around the world and just does this does song does I Think We're Alone Now maybe her thing should be 60s songs done in an 80s style has she got any other songs should I look it up like right she now? must have an album right I'm looking it up Tiffany her last album came out this year 2021 I, she actually appeared. Do you remember a TV show they did called, uh, I think it was called Reborn in the USA? And basically, like one hit wonder acts were going to be given another shot. So each week, like maybe seven or eight one hit wonder acts would perform their classic, their biggest hit, mm. then also a cover. Mm. So she just perform, I think, Rolling Out twice. <laughs> 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 it also featured Hanson, it featured Shaken Stevens performed on it. Um, Did he do Merry Christmas, everyone? His cover was Trouble by Pink. He won the competition. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> trouble, yeah, trouble now. <laughs>
So my next song is What's Love Got To Do With It? Which we all know and love, the Tina Turner version. But what you don't know is it originally recorded by Bumps Fizz. goes that now the song was being shopped around you know those songs that you hear about that were offered to everyone yeah and people like miss out what? what's love got to do with it was one of those songs yeah it was offered to the likes of donna summer yeah. it was offered to cliff richard he turned it down thank the lord bloody hell and it was offered to bucks fizz bucks fizz did record it yeah and it was due to be released and then Tina swooped in and released her version first. But because it was recorded first. first. We're saying it's a cover, right? Yeah, definitely. I've got that one of them later on. You yeah. just wait. Yeah. Um, so Bucks Fizz's version then got shelved because Tina's version was such a hit that... It's Tina Turner's best song, in my opinion. I love what I've got to do with I it. I love Tina Turner, so I don't think it's her best song. But yes, I it's one of her best. I love it. It's such a bop. And I love... We don't need a we know that's my favourite we need as a hero Thunderdome mm. Thunderdome oh yeah that like, I um, it is officially I looked it up for this it is Tina's biggest hit is it it's Tina's biggest even better than Simply the Verse yeah oh I can get you the Wikipedia page all my facts come from the Wikipedia page good good job Tina but it recently it got re-released last year didn't it so you know that oh it's like a meme was it so a meme? you know the DJ Kygo who most famously I think did the Whitney Houston song Higher Love Higher Love yeah. which is also a cover, Steve Winwood. It's a cover, and Whitney's version is phenomenal. I like Steve Winwood's version, but of course I would, he's a dad artist. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it then, the Bucks Fizz version went unreleased until they reissued the album it was meant to be on and got included as a bonus track. So then Bucks Fizz did release their version of What's Love Got To Do With And obviously it. I've listened to it. And it's, it's very different. I don't yeah. think it would have been as iconic if Bucks Fizz had released it. Agreed. And I, so we're gonna go, are we asking original cover? Original cover and your reasons why, please? Uh, cover, because it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, cover because Tina Turner remains unmatched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Name me a better female pop rock singer than Tina Turner. You can't. And also, didn't she start her career when she was like 40? She restarted her solo career yeah. much later in life. Brilliant. I've read her autobiography and it's She's a wonderful woman. You do love her, don't you? I love Tina Turner, yeah. The movie What's Love Got To Do With It with Angela Bassett. Oh, what a woman. Another one. Look, so we're actually, we're on eight four now. So originals have got a way to go. I don't know. Can they even pull it back mathematically? Yeah. We've got quite a lot of songs left. Do it. I'm trying. that was actually first recorded by another artist but then was rushed out by the one that's more famous go for it so the song that we're talking about is superstition by stevie wonder uh and the first recording of this song was actually made by jeff beck Let it 
is Jeff wrote the riff. Jeff wrote the music for Superstition. Stevie was like, I like that. Came in with the vocals. A bit like Kelly Rowland when Love Takes Over. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit like Kelly Rowland when Love Takes Over. So he's like, I like that. Came in with the vocals. And because Jeff supplied the guitar, and I think he probably did guitar for some of his other tracks on that right. album, Stevie was like, you can have this. You can have Superstition. Imagine not wanting Superstition. But I think he, I don't know. Obviously the plan was for him to have it as well. Because Jeff went away and recorded it. Ready. So is there a studio version for us to listen to? Because obviously the version you gave me was the live, the live version. We're going to have to root around for it. Hopefully we'll find it. He went away and recorded it. Stevie recorded it faster and released it faster. So technically, they wrote it together. Yeah. Jeff's version was recorded first. And then Stevie's... Stevie like snaked him. Yeah, basically. And is one of the most iconic songs of all time. I'm not a massive Stevie Wonder fan. Like me. Um, I think it's probably his best song that mm. I know. Yeah. It's one of his most famous songs. Yeah. Definitely. It's a bop. And he's a great musician. He probably wrote the music for a lot of his songs. Mm. Not this one. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I always one. think of Stevie Wonder as someone that does, you know, the one-man band. Does yeah, he can. Like, from a young age, he was on um, the piano, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, it's quite weird. And it almost feels a bit sneaky, doesn't it, that he did something like that, like, gave his friend a song and then was like actually I want it actually I'll have it yeah and snuck in there yeah I they're, they're not too dissimilar from each other no all that's different is that Stevie gives it obviously this more soulful yes. vibe but you can you can imagine it as a rock song anyway um I mean I'm gonna go cover I'm gonna oh, go I'm gonna Stevie go definitely yeah I didn't know the Jeff Beck version existed and I think that's says... it's a bit it is similar to the Tina Turner story right like the but, song was out there. Yeah, they're recorded. both covers, like snaky little covers. This is the thing. This is what was difficult about this one. Another one that I was thinking about was, I think everyone thinks As is by Mary J. Blige and George Michael. Sorry, that's but that's a, a Stevie Wonder that's song, a isn't it? That's a Stevie Wonder song, yeah. Yes, I, as a George Michael fan, do love the George Michael version. Um, uh, if that was the entry, I would be going for original. But in this case, I'm going for the Stevie Wonder cover of Superstition. Not the Jeff Beck. I'm original. going Stevie Wonder as well. So now I don't think originals can pull it back. 10 4, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so my um, last song is Ray of Light by Madonna, which is the version we know and love. Um, but it was originally a song called Zephyrin by Curtis different song altogether isn't it yeah when you when i started playing it i was like what is he talking about ray it's of a light different is name not it's a like called ray of light yeah <laughs> not ray of light is not a cover of this song but it legitimately is i think it says a lot about madonna as a artist that she took this obscure song that yeah. i don't think many people know yeah you know re reorchestrated it gave it a whole new melody yeah because it's not like 
where we talk about with Superstition, where Stevie wanted to just give it a soulful edge compared to a rock edge. It's a completely different song now. It's like a, Madonna's is more like a trancey yeah. kind of. They even reference it on Drag Race, don't they? Yeah, when they call it the hippie song. Yeah. Um, and you can see how the original inspired like the hippy dippy trippy nature of Madonna's. Yeah, because it's hippie, but in a in a seventies like as opposed to a late psychedelic way. sort of way. This for me is from like a golden period of Madonna's music. I think she was like killing it. Yeah. Doing this Frozen, Love, The Power of Goodbye, Don't Tell Me, Music, yeah. her cover of American Pie. You know, she had so many big hits around this time period. She and really did actually. So many. She won Grammys around this time. She was like. This was like early noughties, wasn't it? So yeah, Ray of Light was like late 90s. Yeah, late Ray of Light, Beautiful Stranger was around yeah, this yeah, time yeah. with the, um, on the Austin Powers soundtrack. Just, yeah, was killing it. Back in her fashion. And now she's faded into obscurity again. No, she's just weird. I just think she's weird now. I but I do believe Madonna is either out of any of those artists that come and go. Mm. I think she is the one that has the true ability to have another hit. Before she released Hung Up, did anyone think she was going to have another hit again? No. And then she gave us Hung Up. She'll always have another hit in her somewhere. But back to Ray of Light, it shows her abilities as a musician and a singer and a writer because she took the song that she liked clearly, wrote new lyrics to yeah. it as well. So she built on what they did and rejigged it. It changed the name. She, it's not called Zephyrin, yeah. it's called Ray of Light because they do say about Ray of Light yeah, in she their just song. makes that motif more important. Yeah, so it's a different vibe to it and it changes like, the meaning of the song almost. But it's cool, I think they're both great songs. So are we going to cover original? I'm going cover because I think it's one of Madonna's best. I'm going original because I think it's fucking cool. I think the original's fun. Would you think it was cool if you didn't know Madonna? Yeah. Okay. It's my sort of thing, George. Yeah. Seventies dad band. That's why I was so keen to like get it on this playlist. Yeah. I thought, like what a funky. It's definitely my sort of thing. I love what she did with it, but I think when she does covers, because she when she covered American Pie, she didn't just cover American Pie. Yeah, but again, I'd put American Pie. So Don McLean know. wouldn't. He says Madonna's version is the definitive version. It's his song. Whatever. <laughs> and I think you have to listen to these people when they does. <laughs> um, talking of Madonna's American Pie, um, when me and Ollie first started dating, he told me American Pie was one of his favourite Madonna songs, and that's when I knew he was the one. Could have been a racist, but I knew he was the one. <laughs> right, my last song and the last song of the playlist this week is Respect by Aretha Franklin, which was originally sung and recorded by Otis Redding. What you want? this was a cover did you but at the time were you shocked when you originally found out yes because her version is the definitive her version is really different yeah i think it's really different and it became like a feminist anthem of the time because his so, was almost basically demanding his dinner was on the table when he got in wasn't yeah, it yeah hers is like <laughs> fucking trippy it's, right as a woman hers is almost more of a response to yeah, his song but using the same song it's brilliant yeah it's clever it's really quick his was there an album track in like 65 and hers was released in 67 and became That did happen a hit. lot around that time period. Yeah, because Hound Dog as well was... was big on recording Elvis Presley. Yeah. Um, Natural Woman, which was written by Carole King, recorded by Aretha Franklin first. Yeah. Carole King then covered the song. Yeah, it um, happened a lot, definitely. I love Otis Redding. 
a star. He's he's brilliant. Done wonders for soul music, but Aretha Franklin's she's Aretha Franklin <laughs> version of Respect is the definitive version. It's one of the best songs of all time. Can we say that? We can say we that. Can say that. Her cover, do you know, um, Think is also a cover. Is it? Yeah. She's the queen of covers and the godmother of soul. Queen of soul. The godfather of soul is James Brown. Both dead. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> do you know when I discovered Aretha Franklin? When? Blues Brothers. Me too! <laughs> I was literally about to say, oh, well, I discovered her in the Blues Brothers. No, it's Blues Brothers. Yeah, in the diner. Yeah, she works in the diner. What do you want? And her husband's going to go away and perform with the Blues Brothers And she sings Think. So she sings in Blues Brothers 2000. In the second Blues Brothers, she sings sings Respect. Respect. Yeah. Same character. Yeah, it's great. It's such a great... Like moment for her. I'm, I need to rewatch the film. It's oh, such a classic. Oh my gosh, Blues um, Brothers is one of my favourites. And it always, I think we spoke about it before, but you know, at Universal Studios and the Blues Brothers show, yeah. which has not changed in maybe seven hundred years. No, they bring they always bring, bring someone out to play Aretha Franklin's in the character. Outfit, don't they? The she comes in, she's annoyed. Jake and Howard. Yeah. yeah, but like such. there are a lot more significant characters in that movie. She stands out. Yeah, she really stands and out. And she's literally in that one scene, isn't she? In the second movie, I also really like Arika Badu's cameo. Oh yeah, that's so good. Um. And the, isn't it funny the Blues Brothers, the but the women. Still. Yeah, I like the second movie. Is good. I have, I have, I've already seen that one once or twice. Original Blues Brothers, I've probably seen about twenty times. It's one of my dad's favorite movies. Same, my dad. Um, hey, my dad always says it's fifteen miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas. Yes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Night. Um, so I'm going to go cover Aretha Franklin. I'm also going to go cover, which definitively proves. Yeah. All of the covers that we've chosen are better than the originals, and that's probably why we know them better. Yes, I would agree. Bar Beyonce, one. which is an album track. Because <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the Joy Decker. Love that for us. This has been really fun. I really like this episode. I really like doing the research into it. Yeah, And I too. think maybe people will be surprised. And we're going to have all the songs on the playlist this week, so the covers and the originals are going to be on the playlist on Spotify. So much fun. I know. George, what song of mine from this week are you going to put on the mega playlist? And you can pick whether it's the cover or the original. Should we do that? That's yeah. Fun, isn't it? I am going to put on the playlist Superstitious by Stevie Wonder. Oh, fantastic. What a hit. And I am going to put on Freak Like Me by the Sugar Babes. Are you? Yeah. I absolutely love Freak Like Me. I think it's one of my favourite pop songs of all time. It's a banger. There we go. That's your, there are your songs for the playlist this week. And we're just going to wrap up now. Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Songs for Win Pod. Click the link in the bio to find us on all the platforms that we're on. Oh my gosh, there's so many now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify. Spotify. These are TuneIn. All of them are there. Um, you can find everyone on Audio Boom or if you go to our website. And what would really mean a lot is if you popped onto Apple Podcasts and gave us a little five-star review. Oh, we love really that. really helps us. It would really help. You can find all the playlists on Spotify if you search Songs for When. We have a profile on there. Every single playlist from season one and two are on there. So it's come to the end of the playlist and that means it can't go on. Just like in the mortal words of Steps and the Bee Gees. Tragedy.